Hello out there, radio listeners. Welcome to this special fall fun drive episode of Mountain Talk here on WMMT. We are live on air in the studio this evening. I am your host, Rachel Geringer, and if you listen to Mountain Talk normally, you might have heard me before, but what you haven't heard is me trying to host Mountain Talk live. It's the first time. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Um, And I'm here in the studio this evening with some of our other WMMT staff. We have Elizabeth Sanders, who is the station manager here at WMMT. How you doing? Doing all right. And we also have Sydney Bowles, who's our brand new Ohio Valley Resource reporter. Hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) Um... So yeah, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite radio memories from our own lives, whether it's connected to WMMT or not, but just radio generally. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about some of the behind the scenes of running a radio station. Um, And we have some clips from a past episode um, made in 2012 for a fun drive that was a WMMT radio retrospective. Um, So it has some great historical clips and other funny things coming up um we're also going to try to accept calls somehow (laughs) so if you'd like to support the public affairs programming um that you're listening to right now or that you hopefully tune into on mondays for mountain talk and every other thursday for mountain news and some of our other um community produced shows like breaking beans and not downtown radio hour history live kids radio you can give us a call to show your support or you can go online to wmmt.org to make a pledge um the numbers to call are 606-633-1208 or 888-396-1208 um but first we're gonna just uh, introduce ourselves a little bit more and sort of talk a little bit about some of the things we love about the radio so um I think first, maybe Sydney, you're kind of new new to WMT. I wonder if you could talk about where you're coming from and how you found out about WMT and what you're doing here. I can do that. Um, I came to WMT about a month ago. Um, I was just finishing up school for journalism up in Chicago, and I was trying to figure out where I'd end up going next and what my path after school would look like and I found I found this job posting and I thought it looked just about perfect and about two or three months later here I was that's kind of it's kind of how I got here cool where did you get here from um I am from upstate New York I grew up on a goat farm there and uh yeah I come from various places we moved around a little bit but I'm a I'm a North Country girl. Nice. We're glad to have you in Kentucky. Elizabeth, what about you? Um, How did you end up here at WMMT? Let's see, without the life story or part of the life story. You can get into some of the life story if you want. Um, Well, even though I grew up just a couple counties over, I grew up in Floyd County and Knott County. I didn't really know about WMMT when I was younger. I did. My parents did bring me to Apple Shop. I only remember once, maybe more than once, but once. And it was when um, there was an exchange happening. I believe it was between Roadside Theater and the Zuni tribe from New Mexico. Um, And they did a performance and gathering in the theater here. My parents brought me over for that in the the early or the mid-90s one. I don't remember 
exactly when, but that was my first memory of Apple Shop. And then I moved away for a while and moved back to the area. I was in Harlan County in 2009. And I remember driving over probably just between the city of Harlan and where I was living in the county and turning the radio dial and turning around. And all of a sudden I heard bad brains on the radio. And I was like, what? What is this? I love it. And I believe... The show I had tuned into, well, which was on WMMT, so I turned the dial to 88.7, or the Harlan Translator, and um, was Ska Punk and Other Junk, which was on Sunday evenings at the time, and started listening from that point on, and then moved over to Letcher County in 2010 and started volunteering at the station then. I mostly, mostly what I did volunteering was... Um, the Calls from Home show, and then I also would sub for a honky-tonk show, which I later started doing, that honky-tonk show. Um, and then in 2012, became got a position as an AmeriCorps Vista here at the station, and then was hired on at the end of that year, and then and became the operations manager, and then couple years after that became general manager and that's what I've been since cool yeah how about you yeah I guess I need to answer my own questions here um I've been here at the station now for just about a year I started just before fall fun drive last year um I grew up in southeastern West Virginia and um have known about Apple Shop since I was a teenager when Mimi Pickering and someone else who I can't remember came over to Pocahontas County where I went to high school and did a film workshop um, with a youth leadership program called High Rocks I was a part of and I thought Apple Shop was pretty cool then when I was probably 15 um, and then I've had a bunch of friends down here for a long time and have <laughs> visited over the years and always enjoyed listening to WMT when I've been down here I remember listening to what's it called the Hemp Hillbilly Hemp Hill mm-hmm. Hillbilly <laughs> yeah, the hemp hillbilly. Hemp hillbilly. One time when I was driving around, and I was like, "This is everything I want to hear combined at the same time right now." Um, yeah, and so then got this job last year, and I'm excited to be here. Um, let's see. I think what I'm curious about next is if you all have—I don't even know if I have an answer to this—but do you have kind of like a first memory of radio generally? Or like a first memorable memory of radio. I mean, I was thinking about this, and I feel like my, this is Sydney, I don't know, I feel like we all kind of sound the same, vaguely. No? Ish? Anyway. I don't know. I don't think so, but I I also (laughs) think, I can understand how for listeners who don't spend a lot of time with any of us, we might. Thank you for introducing yourself. Again, this is Sydney. Um, I was thinking, like, I kind of feel like my first memory is, like, being in the back seat of my parents' car and they always wanted to listen to the news after work and at first I thought that was when I was thinking about this earlier I was thinking that was my first memory is like being a kid listening to the radio but now I think that it's only now that I work in radio that I think that that was fun and at the time it was actually super boring mm-hmm. but really I think what sold me on radio was when I was homesick at the very beginning of college and I would listen to the radio, to whoever was talking on the radio, just so I wouldn't feel so lonely. 
Was it a station that you knew, or it was just to have the radio on felt kind of like company? I think it was just that. Yeah, I was just having having voices around when I felt like I didn't really know anybody. Yeah. Did you know you wanted to do radio journalism when you went into grad school, or? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make podcasts when I when I went to study journalism, kind of because I feel like radio is really intimate, and I think that it's a really incredible way to speak right to people where you can reach them the way that radio kind of reached me why do you think that's different than other forms of journalism i'm just curious i feel like it's because you've studied this it's like, <laughs> i mean i don't know if it's because i've studied it it's just because it's mostly i mean not always but a lot of times we listen when we're alone and it goes right into our ears it's right into our brain um and i think that lets us listen to it this is going to sound really stupid, but I feel like it lets us listen to it with an open heart. That's sweet. <laughs> we hope your hearts are open for WMFT during this fall fun drive, just to slide a pitch right in there because of that cute comment Sydney made. Um, Elizabeth, what about you? Do you have a first memory of, like, radio generally? Um, I mean, the very first one that comes to mind is literally just listening to... The country stations, which most of the radio I listened to as a kid was all country and singing along to the 90s country. Like, I just have some good memories of Strawberry Wine and Dina Carter and a lot of Alan Jackson. Oops, sorry. But one of the other ones I thought about was actually more around high school, and it was not a good association with radio. I was... Um, I did not like to get up in the mornings for school and would like to stay in bed until the very last second, always saying, like, no, I have plenty of time to get ready. It'll only take me a minute and try to just, like, <laughs> sleep longer. And my dad would, like, come to the door and, like, throw my door open. And my mom and dad's room was not far away. And so their door would be open and the radio would be on in their room really loud. Or I thought it was really loud and I could not get back to sleep with the radio on. So I would go down and I would close their door back and go in my room and close my door, get back in bed. And just in the mornings, all I remember is my dad would always listen to the the Paul Harvey, the, and now you know the rest of the story. And I just like, oh, all these voices on the radio sound the same. All these monotone NPR voices. Um, and did not have a great association with it, but mostly because I am a late riser. <laughs> Probably especially yeah. as a teenager. Yeah. We're not into it. Yeah. I definitely, my parents were big NPR listeners in, in West Virginia. We could only get it on certain parts of the drive to and from town. I grew up on a sheep farm about an hour outside of town, so we could get sometimes the Virginia station and sometimes the Beckley, West Virginia station, depending on where we were on the drive. And um, I think I also thought it was pretty boring, but I also like have a really vivid memory of my mom um, when I was a kid, probably like eight. I don't even know what it was, but I asked some question about a word, and she was like, you really like words, don't you? Which is still true. Pretty into words. Very much a word nerd. Um, and then I also remember just hating the radio on the school bus. I rode the bus for four hours a day in high school, and the oh. radio was on for the first hour my bus driver Donald was really wonderful, but he kept it tuned to the station that played like a lot of um, Rod Stewart, which I still to this day cannot <laughs> stand because I heard so much of it at like six in the morning That'll all the way it. through high school. I'm just not into it. 
and I also there was a lot of country on the on the radio that I at the time was like I hate country I can't wait to leave uh-huh. and now didn't have that but I'm a little obsessed but anyways um one other radio story my little brother is 11 years younger than me and he so we grew up kind of without tv um not kind of for real without tv and he um would call garrison keeler uncle frank which doesn't make any sense because that's not his name at all but like he was it was like such a part of his childhood to listen to prairie home companion because it was like some kind of entertainment in his tv list childhood that he had a nickname for him um I guess, um, I think maybe we'll shift a little bit to talking about some of the behind the scenes of running a small community radio station. Um, I think, you know, we do a lot of like, most of what we have here on the station is music. We've got a lot of our amazing programmers plan all different kinds of things, but there's a small staff of us, um, who are here full-time, doing a lot of things that are more behind the scenes. And I wonder, Elizabeth, if you could talk a little bit about um, generally like what positions it takes to keep the radio running and what are some of the things that people might not um, think of about some of the internal workings of a community radio station and in particular this one. Yeah, I think in particular this and one of the things that's really unique is that it's the radio station of Apple Shop. So not that, I mean, you have university stations that are part of larger institutions, but a lot of community stations are also, you know, have their own building or own office and are like operating within that. But we're consistently working with other projects at Apple Shop, whether it's Roadside Theater or the Appalachian Media Institute and... um, really collaborate a lot in those ways in an in-house way that's really um, unique and a beautiful thing about WMMT. Um, I think another thing that's uh, maybe this isn't this isn't behind the scenes but a not on-air sort of thing are the programs that WMMT coordinates that are not our on-air programming which is our pick and bow program or passing the pick and bow which is our after-school music education program where We have instructors teaching banjo, fiddle, guitar, and mandolin in five of the Letcher County schools um, five days a week. And that's a low to no cost opportunity for students. So no one's turned away for lack of funds. And we provide the instruments as they're needed and the instruction, um, which is really amazing. And this past summer, we had our first girls rock camp. And that was a really beautiful, another a different type of music and leadership uh, development. And we can talk can more we, about that later yeah, if we want, but more behind the scenes. I'm trying to think of the fun. Like there's so, I don't want to, what I could go on and on about are some of the, for any radio station um, to stay on air, you have to remain legal, like FCC compliant, so compliant with the Federal Communications Commission, and also with the um, cert- meet certain standards with the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And 
those are some some of them are some of the things are very lengthy some are not there's always some report that is due something that you have to keep up with whether it's quarterly reporting every single month once a year but the calendar is always full but that's as much as I'll say about that because that gets really tedious and think talking about it does not make for good radio <laughs> but in order to continue being able to have good radio we do have to stay on top of those so some of my time is spent um in those weeds making sure we keep up with all of that um yeah i'll pause there and let someone else well and then just to keep on on the front of sort of positions we have at the radio because i think sometimes listeners don't always know we also have um, matthew carter who's our program director um, could you describe his position a little bit, just like what he what he does, what that position does for the for the station? Yeah, so Matthew is our program director and our traditional music program coordinator, so or director. So um, he, on the traditional music front, coordinates and directs the pick and bow, passing the pick and bow, which I just talked about, as well as our um, monthly old time jams that happen here at the shop. Um, which is one uh, Saturday a month. There's an old time jam and periodic other events and programming related to traditional music. But then the other bulk of the program director's job is to work directly with our volunteer programmers. So all the folks who um, have uh, music shows here, that's their main point of contact is him. So he's responsible for all of the... um, music-related programming that happens at WMMT, as well as a lot of the tech-related stuff. So whether we're talking about things going on up at the tower or with the soundboards here is our main point of contact for our um, engineer. And um, uh, there are some reporting requirements that I won't go into, too, with the job. That's the very basics of it. There's definitely a lot more details than that, but making sure our schedule's full and recruiting and training our volunteer DJs. Yeah, and then my role here as public affairs director is sort of this, what we're currently doing to sort of keep track of and keep a full schedule of Mountain Talks every month and Mountain News every every other week, and then to work with sort of our community producers who produce shows, some of those I mentioned at the beginning of the show, like not downtown radio hour at a Heinemann, um, the Breaking Beans podcast of the C- Community Farm Alliance that Sister Kathy produces. Um, we've had a great show called History Alive for years, um, produced by Teresa Osborne over in uh, Cumberland, and um, Kids Radio that um, Randy produced over from the Heinemann Settlement School for a long time. Um, and so also have been doing some work to try to recruit and get folks trained up who'd like to produce some radio stories, more like news and interview-based things, some oral history work. We've had some high schoolers in for some trainings in audio, um, hoping they'll make some great podcasts over at the Letcher County Letcher County Central High <laughs> Communications class. LCC. LCC. And um, yeah, were you about to say something? Yeah, I was just going to do a shout out to if like if you're sitting out there and thinking, huh, I'd be interested in getting on the radio or I've had this idea for this story. You should definitely get in touch with us. Come by the Apple shop sometime or give us a call. Um, the number upstairs is um, 
and we'd be happy to talk with you about it. And we're always looking for new uh, volunteers. Um, how it works is you would get trained and then get you'd start out as a sub um, and then as spots open, potentially have, you know, your own show move into that. So no matter the genre, that's the other beautiful thing about WMMT in terms of the music is that there is something for everyone here. So if you think like, well, I've never heard that on there, then we probably want you to come play it. Or I've heard they seems like they have that covered. We definitely need more subs. I could just tell you that the bigger the team is, the better it is. Um, and the same goes on the public affairs front um, yeah, as definitely capacity allows. Always looking yeah. for new folks to train up in, yeah. in producing stories and would love to get more and more of those on the air for sure. Um, would be more than thrilled to have you show up and say you'd like to work on some interviews or thinking about a podcast and need some help thinking through it or anything like that. And then we also have um, Sydney, which um, uh, formerly until this summer, some regular listeners might remember the voice of Benny Becker, who was a OVR reporter here for a couple of years, I believe. Um, and Sydney, do you want to describe sort of the, the way the OVR setup kind of works and your can, time here? I can give it a shot. It sure. is a very interesting and unique arrangement. But um, yeah, so you'll if you're if you're listening, sometimes you'll hear pieces that I make on Mountain News and Mountain Talk. Sometimes I'll make little segments for that here and there. But most of the work that I do here um, is for the Ohio Valley Resource, which is I think it's a collection of seven reporters at seven different radio stations in Kentucky, Ohio, and West Virginia, and. Everything that we make goes out on all of our different radio stations. So the Ohio Valley Resource gets to provide amazing journalism for lots of different radio stations and help bring interesting stories and important stories and undercovered stories to places that might not otherwise have the resources to report them, which I think is super cool. And, yeah, it's just like honestly really neat that WMMT is a part of a newish way of doing journalism. Which is this kind of network style that you just described. Totally. Yeah. 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 And I know that's been really great for the station um, to have to have y'all here. And then we also have Mimi, who's um, on the radio team. Elizabeth, you want to describe kind of Mimi's role? Yeah, Mimi um, Pickering. On top of being a filmmaker, is the director of CMI, which is the Community Media Initiative, which and which in part is making connections, which is I would say the primary focus right now, which is a collection and production of stories about and related to economic transition in the region. So it's lifting up um, those stories that maybe that don't get as wide of a reach that folks are doing, whether it's very kind of individual. Um, work around economic transition or more, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Co collaborative work and partnerships that we see at all different levels and it across sector happening too. So really just bringing those to light and into one place where folks can kind of look at it together. And at times it also means drawing connections with other places, both in the U.S. and internationally that are also going through economic transitions to see what we can learn from each other and build on. So that's her main part of the work. And 
I would say, too, that you'll see sometimes I look at other, we do have a very small team at the radio station, and there are other, you won't see that it's uncommon for community stations, especially in rural areas, to have smaller teams, but then other places have very large teams, have full-on large news departments, and um, we'll have multiple, like a whole development staff and like a marketing on and on, team. a marketing team. <laughs> so also our team picks up. I'm sure there's some gaps you might be thinking about. Um, and I don't think, I, I know I didn't cover all the aspects of what my position is, and I don't need to go into all of it now, but just know those are spread out amongst the staff you just heard about. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, I think we're going to listen to another song about radio here real quick. And another thing we have for this evening's show um, is some segments from a live mountain talk that was recorded in the spring of 2012. It was also during a fun drive, and it was hosted by Brett Ratliff, who worked here at the station at the time. He was the general manager. He was the general manager, yep, at that time and for a chunk of time we might not be able to come up with which years it was and it probably doesn't matter at this point but right then yeah. right then <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, he had several guests um with him on the show so then we're going to shift into listening to some some audio from that retrospective that was produced in 2012 um as a mountain talk and we'll be back to chat with you some more Over in eastern kentucky and southwest virginia uh, we're going to get back to uh, some more of Patsy Cline's greatest hits in a minute. Uh, we'll play a little tune uh, to fill in while I flip that record over. Um, we're usually on just from 4 until about 9 at night, but uh, we stumbled across the Patsy Cline record and, and put it on, and I've already gotten a couple of good comments from uh, one of our friends, Marvin, down the street and from the humble and lovable Angie over in Virginia. So we're sort of uh, sending these Patsy Cline tunes out to them and to everybody else who likes Patsy Cline. Uh, once again, I'll remind you that you're listening to uh, testing broadcasts from WMMT-FM here at the Apple Shop building in Whitesburg. We invite you to stay tuned as we continue our testing. Good morning this morning. In the morning, better Friday morning. As morning, but a nice morning in the morning. If you and your people love me and my people, like me and my people love you and your people, I never was people since people were people love you and your people, like me and my people love you and your people, was it? In the morning, better Friday morning. As morning, but a nice morning in the morning, wasn't it? You and your people love me and my people, like me and my people love you and your people, I never was people since people were people love you and your people, like me and my people love you and your people since people were people, was it? And welcome to this very special Mountain Talk. I'm your host, Brett Ratliff, for this fun drive edition of mountain talk and uh we've got all kinds of special guests in the studio and it is us it is us at wmmt who are here got sam in here got parker in here got cheryl in here howdy gang how are you i uh i feel a little bit today like maybe uh steve martin or alec baldwin with saturday night live i've been just the 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 guest of the day <laughs> on various programs <laughs> right <laughs> not a bad thing no it's a no. great thing <laughs> yeah and to be guest on mountain talk is like the supreme it, it is I've, I've finally made it and with that i'm retiring so i'll be yeah you're <laughs> i've hit the pinnacle I, I can't. right your time here at wmnt is 
risen quickly. <laughs> it had risen to the top very quick. Um, what did we hear that last? Well, Cheryl, thing? I was getting ready to ask you the same thing. What I, I can read it here, the, but I can't really speak speak uh, about it like you can. But that that last thing was Nimrod Workman and Good Morning. And as I understand it, there was a time when WMMT overnight would just. Uh, go silent and it would come back on every morning and it would come back on with Nimrod Workman doing that good morning good morning morning. Tony good morning Tony yeah good morning Tony and I wish Tony were here yeah that would be story that would be so cool because uh, Nimrod Workman I think woke him up that way while he was (laughs) up in West Virginia making a film and uh, uh, it's an amazing story and it's an amazing wake-up call isn't it it is and th- that was in the film um right he uh, he did that in the film i, I remember seeing mm-hmm. that in the nimrod workman film and uh, also on the nimrod workman uh cd that was on june apple recordings and that was number one wasn't it yes. june apple recordings zero zero one yes it was uh so cool so cool and uh before that we heard wmmt testing and that was uh don muscles am i right Don Muscle. Playing uh, some Patsy Cline. He said he had to flip the record there and uh, was sending Patsy. He said that he had already heard uh, from a few people, uh, heard back um, some good comments, and uh, that was one of the earliest testings of WMMT on yeah. there. And maybe we can play that one again before the program's over. Yeah, I j- think so. Just in case people didn't hear it the first time right so uh now we're joined by uh the one and only otis ray and mr rich kirby here on uh mountain talk and uh we're we're just going to be playing some old clips and and talking about them uh shall we uh go ahead and jump into a, a clip well have you already played that one we played the testing clip we played nimrod workman doing good morning okay let me interject just a minute to otis ray but uh I just happened to be listening and discovered it that day when they were testing. Uh-huh. When they were on four to nine or something, and I overshot ETS <laughs> and, <laughs> and stumbled onto that. And I was listening to the music he was playing, and there was no commercials or anything. So I just stuck a, a cassette in and uh, just let it run, you know, oh. not realizing what was going. So then Don came on and uh, announced what they were doing. They were testing the new radio station over here and actually put out a call to anyone who might be listening to give him a call to see how the signal was coming in. Did you so, call him? So, yeah, I did, sure. Uh-huh. I was in Wise, and it was coming in <laughs> loud and clear. And so, I mean, what a coincidence to just happen to stick a tape in when, when they were testing the radio station. That was in 85, I believe it was. Did you think at the time, like, boy, this is going to be big. <laughs> this is going to be I, I, I knew it was, yes. Yeah. I, knew, I knew it was, yeah. <laughs> it's going to so, sweep, the, sweep the region. So anyway, uh, I was just so pleased to hear a different kind of music uh, than what I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was afraid I might not hear it again, so I thought I'd better tape it. <laughs> oh, so you didn't think that this was going to sweep the region. <laughs> but was that recording we just played from your tape? Yes, it was. Oh, so cool. That is, I'm glad you did Everything that. Everything I think that Charles got is things that uh, that i've taped uh, over the years yeah and uh again i was afraid it might go away and here we are 20, 
Well, let, let's hear things. let's hear that one more time. Now that it, now that we've set it up and we've gained a new uh, per, perspective that, of yeah, it, that's let's, how it happened that day. Yes. Let's play that clip. Uh, so here it is. Here's Don Muscles testing WMMT. And we want to remind you that you are listening to WMMT-FM, Whitesburg, Kentucky, 88.7 on your FM dial, non-commercial community radio serving eastern Kentucky and southwest Virginia. Uh, We're going to get back to uh, some more of Patsy Cline's greatest hits in a minute. Uh, We'll play a little tune uh, to fill in while I flip that record over. Um, We're usually on just from four until about nine at night, but uh, we stumbled across the Patsy Cline record and and put it on, and have already gotten a couple of good comments from uh, one of our friends, Marvin, down the street, and from the humble and lovable Angie over in Virginia. So we're sort of uh, sending these Patsy Cline tunes out to them and to everybody else who likes Patsy Cline. Uh, Once again, I'll remind you that you're listening to... uh, testing broadcasts from WMMT-FM here at the Apple Shop building in Whitesburg. We invite you to stay tuned as we continue our testing. So there's a, there's a couple of things that we, that we have to point out ab- about that particular clip. And for one, he said that he had to... Uh, play some tunes while he was flipping a record <laughs> that's him we we still flip the records here at wmmt on occasion and and two um i don't know angie but he certainly said that uh marvin down the street <laughs> had called in and heard him and uh for you know uh all of you have been fans of wmmt a long time i'm certain that was starving marvin yes, who I'm, heard heard there was no other right yeah, angie was from taswell Oh, okay. So that that call was from Tazewell. Uh, well, so Marvin's been in since the very beginning, <laughs> since the, the thing came on the air he was listening. I thought I was first, but then after I listened to it again, I realized Marvin was, <laughs> of course was, was, he. was in tune, right? Yeah. Mar- Marvin always had this uncanny way of, of, of knowing what was going on before anybody else. <laughs> right. He would, he would, Ear to the ground. He would hear things going on in Whitesburg that might affect the radio station long before anybody else. He, mm-hmm. would, he, would, he would let us know about them. Or, or he would sometimes come in to the to the uh, radio office and he'd say um, what's wrong with the radio station and it was the first inkling that I would have that we had some kind of mechanical problem that, that, that he was the you know he, he, he didn't he he, had, he knew about it long before the rest of us did and had a kind of a, a, a way of sort of gently guiding you by asking questions yeah Oh, that's that's incredible, and and for you out there listening, that was Rich Kirby. All right, so we are having multiple layers of live on the radio history of Mountain Talks here uh, on this Monday, Mountain Talk. You are listening to Mountain Talk. Uh, this is a live special fall fun drive show. Um, I'm your host, Rachel Geringer. I'm joined here in the studio with our station manager, Elizabeth Sanders, and our Ohio Valley Resource reporter, Sydney Bowles. And what we just heard was um, audio from a 
Mountain Talk that was also recorded live in 2012 uh, for part of a fun drive push then. It was hosted by Brett Ratliff, and there were several guests on that show. So, Elizabeth, I'm going to have you help me out for the folks that I might not know. But we had uh, Jim Webb was on there. Rich Kirby was on there. uh, Brett, of course. And Mm -hmm. Cheryl. We had Ray and Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Otis Ray and Miss Otis Regrets. Uh Uh-huh. And I believe Sam Neese was also on there, who is former staff of WMMT as well. Yeah. And so we just heard... I, I might have missed someone, but I think that's... I think and then that's... we heard Don Muscle, who's WMMT's first engineer, doing the first test broadcast. In 1985, right? Mm-hmm. Which was in the fall, was it? Yep. November? We went on air in November of 1985. Yeah. So we're coming up on our birthday here. Um and then we also heard some Nimrod Workmen, right? Which they used to play on the radio station all the time, sounds like. Um, and is always an excellent thing to listen to mm-hmm. on the radio or to see in the film, the Apple Shop film about Nimrod. That's right. Um, so, yeah, anything anybody wanted to say about that clip we just heard? We have some more clips from that retrospective lined up. As someone who is new to WMMT and discovering something new and wonderful every day. I just say I'm my life has been forever changed since I listened to what was the the introduction the the good morning from That Nimrod was Nimrod Workman. That was that was just life-changing. I'm so glad that I heard that today for the very first time. <laughs> I'm so glad that it could happen live on the radio. This is delightful. <laughs> <laughs> and um they also talked about Marvin, so that seems like worth talking about for a minute before we get back to listening to uh, some. I didn't get to know Starvin Marvin, but um, he, his family still donates and supports the station a lot, but Starvin Marvin did the Atomic Fireball Hour uh-huh. here, and we still have some of the Atomic Fireballs in their candy wrapping. Um, which are now, I think, just artifacts of How WMMT as well as Marvin's cane. Um, do we really need to know? I don't know. I don't just think we other need to things know. that your mountain community radio station has to offer. Yeah, Ancient there's a whole museum. atomic fireballs. It's like an um, unofficial, unintentional right. museum here. But as you heard um, Rich talking about there in that clip, uh, Marvin lived down the street and was always ready to... If, if there was dead air, if there was something going on at the station, something that might be affecting the station, ready to jump in, let folks know, do what he could. Just really, really amazing. Um, and also, uh, we have a lot of pictures from Marvin over the years of the different live shows that were here and just different um, events with programmers. Um, I don't know, listening to that, I always just, it's something I've loved ever since I started here, too, is just like, just the wealth of stories and histories that there are and just the multiple layers of them because you definitely go through different, um, uh, you know, kind of different eras. And I don't know that you can actually define certain ones because they're all overlapping. So you have younger programmers coming in and out, older programmers coming in and out, the folks that are able to stay here for decades or leave for a while and come back. You have folks who are on air that pass away different folks coming in and out of staff from different places, bringing different experiences. And it's like overwhelming in a really good way. Um, Cause it's a lot, it's like, you know, like we're all on the backs of giants here today and it's a huge privilege and just a special thing that keeps going in this community. 
Yeah, and keeps evolving and shifting and growing with all the new people and the old influences. Right. All the yeah, it's the past and sometimes that's easier said than done. It's sometimes like it also doesn't mean it's just like smooth sailing the whole time either, right? Like it's change can be hard too and it's just everyone trying to work together to um keep this ship going forward. That's right. This ship full of ancient atomic fireballs. But the other thing from from that clip though is like you can tell that that you can tell that that aesthetic of like real people radio has been so much a part of the station from the very beginning that right. it's something that makes me feel really at home here as as a young reporter is that that idea of we're all making it as we go along and we're all figuring it out day by day and it's it's really kind of beautiful. Yeah. Definitely. Well, um, we're going to, we got some more clips. Speaking of the stories that um, the real people radio and the stories of people coming and going, there's more from that 2012 Mountain Talk um, that we're going to listen to. Some more funny stories about some radio history here. We've got all kinds of, of clips I'd like to get to. But again, we've got Cheryl, Otis Ray, uh, Wiley, Parker, Sam, Rich, and myself all here in the studio. And, uh, when uh go left to right here and and Cheryl, when did you come up on WMMT, start working here, start volunteering here? What did you do first? Well, I started listening first. Yeah. And I think I was, that would be the case for all of us. I know yeah. that was me, you know, I I listened back in the 90s when I discovered it in high school. Became and, a fan. Uh, very fortunately, uh I, before that before I started listening to WMMT, um, it was pretty near WETS, which is what I listened to, you know, when um, mm-hmm. before WMMT came on the air. And uh, so I kind of uh, accidentally found it, too. And uh, I think Otis Ray and I were both ready up listeners of radio at night which a lot of people you know watch television but Mm -hmm. i never watch television at night and uh, just listen to music and um so i you know it amazed me at the different kinds of music that i heard and uh to me it was very refreshing and it still is today it's it's totally changing all the time, but that that's what keeps it fresh, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to, you kind of answered the question I was going to ask, which was, you know, what jumped out to you about WMMT? What sort of like held you there? And it, music. <laughs> the music and, and, and the voices. diversity of the music. Mm-hmm. The diversity. So when did you all start doing a show? Well, I started volunteering in 94, and I think you did too, didn't you? 95, I think you were before me. There was a place called the Golden Pines in, <laughs> in Pound yeah. at one time. <laughs> Wiley had become a friend of mine. and uh, Because of the radio. Because of the radio, and I'll, get, I'll tell more about that later. But uh, talked um, Cheryl and, uh, and her friend into doing a show, and they were Kahlua and Cappuccino and Kahlua at that time so uh uh while he had a way with uh with women and getting them to come in and do radio shows so that's how Cheryl 
became a volunteer program. <laughs> and it was on Women's Voices, of course. <laughs> yes. We had a lot of fun. And I thought, you know, I thought, now my partner, Cappuccino, I thought she she was going through a rough patch. And I thought, mm-hmm. she needs this. Mm-hmm. So I, I you know, confirmed that Wiley we would do it without, consult, well. <laughs> without consulting her. And I told her, I said, hey, you need this. And then we started doing it, and I realized, hey, I need this. <laughs> so... So th- this was 94, you say? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Wiley, you were on the air by then. So you, you, we went on the air in 85. When did you get here? Uh, 85. 85. Yeah. Um, so this, who, the show I just, that was, that's just over, uh-huh. I started. Um, and my theory at the time um, was that if my life was so hectic and so busy, I was, it was very questionable whether I could commit to anything and be responsible and show up. And I, the one thing I did recognize that, and a lot of people over the years have learned that they come and do two or three weeks, and then all of a sudden they say, well, oh, man, i got to do this every week, oh. you know, that kind of thing. And so I chose Wednesdays from 4 to 7 because I thought in the middle of the week, you know, that gave me time to travel on the weekends and stuff like that. And gave me time to sleep in the mornings and time to go out at night. I said, if I can't show up at between 4 and 7 on a Wednesday in the middle of the week, <laughs> then I will not be dependable enough to do it. The irony was that when we first went on the air, we had a lot of teenagers. And, of mm-hmm. course, that was prime time for teenagers right after school. The program director at the time... Her name was Liz Olds, and uh, she came to me, and after I had successfully proven to myself that I could be dependable enough <laughs> hey, and that I, I could actually do it. And you're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does, does not necessarily mean I'm dependable. <laughs> but uh, uh, she came to me and wanted to – I was the only adult on at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Monday through Who Friday. Says? <laughs> Who says? <laughs> Are you laughing at am I calling myself a little All right. Well, and so she wanted me to change mm-hmm. so that they could put another uh, teenager, uh, school, school person on. And, and I respectfully declined because I had proven that I could do it, and I kind of liked it, and it, it fit me pretty well. And she said, oh, well, you have a lot more listeners later at, later in the evening. And I said, well, you know, that's probably true and stuff. But I, I just, I liked it. I felt comfortable at that time. And, and so I'm, here I am, mm-hmm. 27 years later. What were the hours of operation then? It, it wasn't all day, all day, all night or anything no, no, like that? No, no, It was started at a different time each day, yeah. ended at a different time each night. And there would be gaps in between when there wouldn't be anything. And we didn't have, uh, you didn't even have CDs, so there, uh-huh. it would just not be anything because you couldn't, well, you could put a vinyl on, but mm-hmm. after six cuts, you know, you get the scratch for the, about three hours. Right. We've all heard that before. <laughs> then, uh, so that was that. Yeah, it stresses me out thinking about it, <laughs> the, the way we treat dead air these days. <laughs> Why is that, Brett? <laughs> yeah, I can see myself jumping up out of a sleep and running down here. <laughs> so, so that yeah, so that was eighty-five. But um, were you 
um, here, like, how long had WMMT been on the air before about some they got before you got here? About two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. Wow. Cool. But I actually had come to a meeting when I read an, an announcement in the Mountain Eagle that Apple Shop. I'd been a supporter of Apple Shop ever since it started, mm -hmm. and at various times, and uh, I had moved back here, um, and uh, I saw an advertisement that Apple Shop was starting a community radio station, and mm -hmm. I had heard one in northern Michigan, mm -hmm. where I'd been running a canoe livery for my cousin for a couple of summers, and I fell in love with it. I had a friend who did a show there, and that's when I... I, that's the first time I heard the concept of community radio. And one time on his show, he played eight baby songs in a row, including Baby Talk and it's songs about babies. Mm -hmm. That's where I got the idea for Duck Soup, uh, but that's another story, too. Uh -huh. uh, the idea of playing around a theme and stuff like that, and I still do some of that on Wiley. But uh, I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And, of course, no commercials, and the fact that people from the community could actually do that. And so when I saw Apple Shop was going to do that kind of station, so I came to that meeting. We had it. Herbie Smith made a little cutout, and uh, we went over to uh, when there were still stores on Main Street uh -huh. and got some cheap T-shirts and came back and made the first WMMT T-shirts. <laughs> and uh, Herbie had just done it. I hope he still has one. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. And then we made T-shirts at that meeting, uh, just with cardboard cutout and ink. Yeah. And um, so then that was, uh, uh, then sometime after that, I was like Ray. I really hadn't known that it was actually how close it was. And then I heard it, like Ray did. And mm -hmm. so it was the same thing. I'd just turn it on to see if it was on because it was fun to hear. And so I soon checked in. And, and of course, they put me on the air real quick. Cause yeah. Yeah, looking for a few good DJs, I guess. <laughs> yep, they were. I, yeah. I drove by the, the what's now the Dairy Queen. I think it was a burger, um, a burger something. Uh, before in uh, the, the Dairy Queen now, and in the drive-through window, I drove through there, and there was this uh, eight and a half by eleven sheet, and it said, "Want to do something cool? Be a DJ." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Well, uh, I think that's still the case. If you're out there and you want to do yeah. something cool, come Just be a DJ it. on WMMT. Well, that's I'm, still uh, how it happens. Yeah. All right. Um, so that, again, was a 2012 live recording of a Mountain Talk um, that Brett Ratliff hosted, and they were doing a WMT retrospective bunch of good folks were in the studio with Brett sharing stories and memories of WMMT and we wanted to share some of that history with all of our listeners during this um, fall fun drive this 2018 and thank you so much for listening and if you'd like to support any of the programming here on WMMT whether it's your favorite music shows your favorite programmers or if you're a regular Mountain Talk listener, um, you tune in weekly to our public affairs programming. We would always love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you like, what you'd like to hear more of. And, of course, we'd love your support during this fall fun drive. Um, the numbers that you can call to donate are locally at 606-633-1208 or... One eight 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 three nine six one two zero eight, 
And we were here in the studio. I'm Rachel Geringer, public affairs director here at the station. I was joined by Sydney Bowles, our new Ohio Valley Resource reporter, and also Elizabeth Sanders, our manager. Elizabeth, if folks want to donate online, how can they do that? Just head to WMMT.org, and a pop-up will come up right there. You click the donate button. All right, and thank, thank you, you so much, much for listening. We're going to send you out with some more good uh, radio songs here, and thanks so much for listening.